buttoned that up. <laughs> I'm very relaxed, as you can tell. I've been stretching. Yeah, let's get a clapper. Looks Getting good. on to our next guest, mate, Leroy from Fit Dad. How you going, mate? Very well, mate. And yourself? Uh, flat out, mate. Actually, Keegan just did the uh, the coffee run in between, so I've I've backed us up four podcasts in a day. So we'll see how we go, mate. Mate, perfect. So what's the go? Uh, you started. Why? Why Fit Dad? Why started? Sorry, can I be a pest before yeah. we? Can we spin that spin that around? So you want to go? Just grab yourself some. Yep. Yeah, the other side does fuck all, apparently. Yep, perfect. Yeah, we're good. Carry Go, on. mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, so once I left the army, um, I started up a group fitness business, actually, in Noosa, so that, I guess that's where the fitness angle come from. Uh, so I ran that for about seven years, called Bootcamp Noosa, and I sold that company. Um, during that time, I started doing fitness retreats around the world as well, so we went, took groups over to Everest Base Camp, Thailand, Bali, and... Um, I'm glad we're not doing that business right now because that would have been, you know, pretty tough. Uh, sold both those, um, went overseas, did a bit of contracting, and then whilst I was over there, bored shitless half the time. Um, you know, thought I'd get into, you know, giving back, um, and hold, had that whole Gary V approach. Um, I was listening to all his marketing stuff at the time, and started up a Facebook group, and you know that quickly grew to a couple of thousand uh, dads, and were just giving workout advice and tips and tricks and stuff that you know, dads could do with their children because, you know, growing up, I guess, in or with our children in the fitness uh, business, they were always involved with everything we're doing, whether it be at the beach or whether it be at the local park for the, the group sessions or whether it be taking them overseas on all the fitness holidays as well. So they grew up, you know, around that and it was always, you know, if we're doing any type of workouts they wanted to be involved. So whether it be, you know, push-ups on our backs or, you know, squats with them or, you know, whatever those exercises may have been, which, you know, weren't necessarily anything too crazy, but, you know, just exposed them to that. And, um, yeah, a few of the videos and pictures and stuff that we, we had done uh, really took off and we decided to put it all into an e-book and, yeah, that's sort of how it all started, I guess. Fuck. What, what were you, uh, so you were ex, ex army? Yeah, so ex infantry. So I was at 2RER and then 8 9 RER. And then did a bit of contract, as in private, private contract? Yeah, and just over at the embassy in um, Kabul. So I did that um, on and off for a couple of years in between, just you know, getting this started and holidays with the family and stuff like that. So. How's the, how, so how's the, how's the, it been received with all the, with the dads out there? And... Yeah, mate, pretty good. Um, at first, you know, I think the whole, you know, and I think dad bod is one of those buzzwords sort of around that whole market. And, you know, when we started this off three, four years ago with just the group and the ebooks and stuff like that, dad bod wasn't really the buzzword it is today. Um, so it's evolved quite a bit. Like we started off just giving free ebooks and, you know, some people had a few like coaching, like we're just doing the like online coaching and stuff. And, where it is today with, you know, deals with sunglasses companies and a whole range of supplement brands and, you know, it's, it's more gone into, like, um, a motivational, you know, I guess company that, you know, tackles everything from fitness, you know, to their daily life to, you know, business to everything else. Like, we seem to be giving advice and, you know, sharing a lot of the stuff that we do um, across the across the range is it coming from 
Told you, I come from a broken home, no dad, no male role model, moving in and having kids. I would be role-playing, right? I would be pretending I knew what, like, no, son, don't do that because I uh, read it in a book. Yeah, I didn't even read it in a book. I'm, I'm literally role-playing, right? Uh, is it advice to young dads who wouldn't have a clue what the fuck they're doing? Not really, no. It's, um, you know, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. You know, like, every day my kids do something that is challenging me as well. Um, and we've got... Like, so I've got two boys, seven and four, and then we've got a little girl due in uh, March. So, you know, I'm about to go back through that same cycle as, you know, any other new father. And, um, you know, it's just sort of drawing on my personal experiences and what we're going through and, you know, how we tackle things like travelling around the world with kids and how we tackle, you know, running businesses and launching businesses and um, selling different stuff and... Um, you know, and it's it's more just about personal experiences. Like I don't know, you know, any more than any other dad out there. But I think I'm just, you know, lucky enough to be able to expose ourselves to, you know, a vast amount of people around the world to, you know, share it. And um, you know, one thing I've learned is, and and you know, if you went back three, four years ago, you know, we were part of that crew on. Instagram or part of the thing where it had to be the perfect photo, it had to be the perfect video, it had to be, you know, everything had to be, you know, perfect. And now the realer we are, everything grows, you know, twice as much. Like it used, you know, we don't use any editing platforms. Like we only just hired a videographer this week to do one video, like for the first time. And everything's just with a phone, you know, on camera or just something basic. And um, yeah, we're sort of finding that, you know, that's what dads want. They want just the how it is, you know, for real. They don't want this, you know, pie in the sky sort of blase world. It's a very it's different demographic, isn't it? If, for, for guys versus chicks, like mums, there's so many fitness influencers out there that are now, like Emily Sky's a perfect example. For, for the rise of Instagram, she built her entire brand around herself, being a fit fluencer, whatever the fuck <laughs> they call themselves. Um, and they've got to be filtered and, and, and borderline fake because that's what their market demands. And then they have these, these women have kids, and now there's a few of them that were fitness influencers that are now becoming like mum fitness influencers. Yeah. But they've already set the the baseline up of all my shit's got filters on it. They're, they're almost using it as a as a new niche to go. Here's my stuff that's raw and exposed. Yeah. Um, and they're finding the segmentation of some of their audience wants to see the filtered version because that's what they're aspiring to the younger girls yeah. but the mums are like yeah I love that because I'm never going to achieve that show me the raw stuff and yeah. your belly line. but dudes don't really give a fuck I don't think um, I mean dudes will still look at bodybuilding pictures and be like oh, I'll be good to do that dad kind of bod dudes look at it and be like yeah that'd be good one day but I, I understand the effort that goes into it yeah. dudes don't really give a fuck if photos aren't polished and filtered they want it to be real so I don't know. In my mind, like dudes see the filter stuff, and, and that's a turn off. Like you don't, you want to go the polar opposite. Like if I see male Instagram models, yep. I'm like, it reminds me of that scene in Fight Club where they're on the bus and they're like Calvin Klein, and they're like, is that what a man looks like? Fuck no, you don't want that. <laughs> you want you want to see knock around dudes doing their normal shit, going, I can relate to that. Yeah, and that I, I think that's what you're doing well, Brad. Like that's that's yeah, and and, and I, I know exactly what you're saying in regards to the female stuff. And it was only the other day I follow this this girl, and I forget her name, um, but she put a photo up and she 
had some stretch marks or something like that. And she turned it into a whole new post because the amount of, you know, thank you for sharing this and, mm. you know, thanks for posting the real you comments, I think must have changed her or opened her eyes because, you know, I haven't seen a filtered photo since. She's yeah. gone, shit, they actually want the real me instead of this fake me I've been pretending to be like, you know, for the last five years or mm. whenever it all started. And, um, yeah, I think... You know, with the stuff that we're doing, and you know, obviously that's why I brought out the lifestyle subs as well. It's it's not just a pre-workout. It's not you know a fat loss shake. It's not this. It's just you know, it's designed to help you in everyday life. And you know, you don't need it just before a workout. You can have it because you've got a busy day on the tools, and the kids have kept you up all night. And you know, it's that was the approach we went into with the you know, food scientists and technicians and that. And that, like, this is what we want the product to do. Mm. You know, we don't want it just for this reason because half the people that we talk to don't have time for the gym, don't have time to, you know, train every day. And, you know, we want to take that stigma away from, you know, supplements being just for, you know, the, the fitness-minded people. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of your competitors, I'd, I'd assume, different angle or different niche, but the, what's Adam McDougall thing? Manshade. Yeah, for getting to the skin. I mean, that when that exploded, I don't, I haven't looked into the product and to see if it's a gimmick or not, but it showed that there's a market demand for dudes who have spent too much time thinking piss sitting on the couch going, yeah. fuck, I need to do something. Um, and that Mate, Manshake's up. massive. It's it's in every yeah. supermarket, every chemist. And I, I've listened to a few of his um, podcasts as well. He's got a really good um, podcast out there. And he's spoken about it a bit. And, um, mate, from what I can gather looking in, I haven't used it. Um, it's it's product is good to go. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, I think it's got like that five-star can-star rating and stuff like that approach yeah. to it and stuff. So... Mate, yeah, I think with the amount of traction he's got and the status that he's got, I think it would be shows a top product. Market, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Shows the market. Is it a trust thing? Is that the whole social media they talk about? If you're going to build a social following uh, and and the fake uh, polished photos and stuff, doesn't it's not believable. You can't buy into a community and and showing raw, normal shit. People can it builds that community and the trust in yeah. the you and the person and. Yeah, I think so. And I think the the beauty of the Facebook group and why I started with that and what I've come to realise now is the Facebook group comes from my personal account. You know, like all the interactions in the group, like I've got it connected to my Facebook page and I could be posting everything from the page. But I think that that trust thing that you just mentioned, it really comes across as, hey, this is actually Leroy. This is him from his personal account. People can add me as a friend or, you know, they can message me direct and... I'm just doing raw videos or raw podcast as is. It's not hiding behind a brand or hiding behind that. And I think it just, um, you know, allows them to relate to, you know, this is actually a dad out there, an everyday dad just trying to do something different. Um, you know, he's no different to me. He's got the same issues with his kids as what I do and he has the same issues with, you know, uh, fitness or eating healthy or, you know, living that balanced lifestyle and... Um, you know, we're not out here trying to sell the, you know, 30-day shreds or anything crazy like that. It's like, hey, guys, just be 1% better than yesterday and you constantly win. You know, just build that compounding sort of, you know, interest of, I guess, small wins that ultimately lead to, you know, a long-term long lifestyle that you can sustain for, you know, until your kids are at least 18. And, um, you know, because you guys realise this, like our kids, as they 
grow up and you know they get stronger they get faster and and my goal is for all the dads that we deal with is to always stay as fit if not fitter than what your kids are at any stage of you know their life until they obviously leave home until you get yeah. that crossover point where your kids turn yeah 16, maybe 14 or something I could chin you right now and I yeah. think I've got one over you. <laughs> I, think, I think one of the things is, you know, I always tell them, like, never get to the stage where you need to tell your children no. If they want to go rock climbing, surfing, mountain biking or whatever. Mm. Like, and a prime example of this is we were in New Zealand uh, the year before last and we just were at the toboggans um, with, the, with the boys and it was about 25 metre, you know, incline. It was literally slide down, take it back up and, like, you have an hour pass and... There was another family there that the dad was probably about 30, 40 kilos overweight and, you know, they joined at the same time slot, so they had the same hour. And I was hurting, like, I was busting my balls, sweating, like, freezing cold underneath because of, you know, the snow. And um, But it was that, you know, I guess that mental toughness or that actual, you know, physical fitness that allowed me to see the draw in the kid's face and just keep doing it as much as I was hurting, whereas... This other family, the, di- uh, the dad looked like he's about to have a heart attack about 15 minutes in. They walked straight to the cafeteria and then after our hour was up, we went to the cafeteria as well and got some lunch and here they are hoeing down on burgers and chips and Cokes and, you know, it just shows two different, I guess, levels that I never want to be mm. in that position where I can't give my kids, you know, that excitement and see that joy on their face. Mm. Um, and their kids you know, 15 minutes in, we're like, can we just stay? Can we stay? And we're screaming and crying, didn't want to go, but dad was about to die, so yeah. <laughs> they had to shoot off. And, it, and it's not fat shaming or anything like that, but it just sort of just shows the two different demographics of someone who keeps fit. And, and that doesn't mean you have to go crazy. It can be as simple as like 15 minutes a day and just or, or just keep walking or active and eating clean, you know, 80% of the time compared to someone who doesn't do anything at all and you know it's not him that misses out it's his children and that's something that we're trying to drill into all the yeah, dads. I think unfortunately long term like that that's their role model for blokes and that's don't know what age is going to happen those kids are going to look at it and be like oh it's okay if I am out of shape and I'm eating yeah. hot dogs for lunch every day and then the cycle well that's it you don't see too many kids who are overweight that the parents aren't exactly mm. the same position yeah. um, you know if you, it, it's disappointing because the kids don't have any control over it. It's just what they're born into and, you know, they're following in the footsteps of their father, you know, who's leading them in that way. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate because that's what they're, they're going to know no different. And, you know, when they go into their own adulthood or fatherhood, it's just the traits they're going to carry through. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the argument that they, they shifted, I don't know, about 10 or so years ago um, from saying that being overweight uh, or a bunch of health issues were genetic um, and like it's hereditary, it's passed down. Uh, my old man was overweight, had breathing problems, had heart problems, therefore I will. And it's like they've started to say, no, it's, it's epigenetic. It's you're following the same lifestyle patterns yep. as him, therefore you will become that same person. That's changeable, you've just got to fix it. And if you want your kids to grow up fat and unhealthy, then keep going the way you're going. Yeah, exactly. Sort your shit out and then they'll, be, they'll follow in your footsteps. Yep. Yeah. So Keegan, you're in a fucking pickle, mate, with the raw and real. So we might have just we can f- save a bit of money every year now. You're fired, mate, as of now. So how, how much notice do we have to give him? Uh, according to the HR contracts, maybe about 15 minutes. I think. <laughs> so where do you guys? Was there trepidation getting into the space? Like, is there a lot of responsibility? Um, 
It takes up a fuckload of time. Um, it really does. Like, I've had to, you know, really try and be aware of, like, that phone usage. And um, we spoke about previous before the podcast about scheduling different things and, you know, really being ahead of the curve. Um, my wife's been absolutely amazing. So she is now full-time in the business as well. Uh, so she handles a lot of the content creation. Like, she'll, you know, do up the images or something for me that, and then I'll write up the spill and... Um, you know, we're trying to automate everything as, as much as we can um, and trying to, you know, um, I guess create a proper company out of it rather than just a side hustle that is all of a sudden just taken off and, you know, we're playing catch up. Um, so, yeah, I think as we keep expanding, we can, you know, get people in those different roles and, you know, actually get back to being dad at, you know, that time. But one of the things that we've started doing is, you know, I go to the gym every morning about 4.35 and I could sleep in till 8. I could go to the gym at 2 and 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I've got no times that I have to stick to. But by me getting up at that hour, I can deal with all the clients from around the world on different time zones, can respond to emails, you know, make sure that there's no issues with the website or stuff like that. I can, um, you know, do a few social media posts, go to the gym, and I can get all that done by the time the kids wake up which then allows me to help out with morning routine and you know, help out with school drop-off and then go to the warehouse after that. And it's just about sacrificing, okay, well, instead of staying up till 9, 10, 11 and watching Netflix at night, how about I go to bed at 9 o'clock, which allows me to get up at 4, which means I can get these four major tasks done and then no matter what happens for the rest of the day, that first goal is ticked off. And I think that that's the most important thing for me is just creating that routine and structure and... And I do that six mornings a week and Sunday is meant to be a sleeping day but I sort of wake up about six and, you know, but it doesn't matter because, yeah, we're not going to gym or doing anything anyway. Fuck, that's got to be summer in that get up. I mean, I, I, if I don't train in the morning, I sort of, I'm in a bad habit of, I make excuses or justifications or shit gets busy but getting yeah. up at 4.30 in the morning, yeah. like you say, get everything done and then you are up and, and being present in your kid's life. Yeah, and I think, you know, as a father, and one thing that we tell dads, and, and so many of them have adapted this, start training and getting up a couple of hours early because kids have sport, they have, you know, they get sick, you have to pick them up from school, change, changes, our plans change with the, the partners and, you know, or, or your own work or anything. And you can never be guaranteed that that session or that gym, you know, whatever you're going to do in the afternoon is going to follow through. So by ticking off at first thing in the morning upon waking, um, it just allows everyone to, you know, continue on and know that they've done it. So we, we bought out an app, um, or we, we, we use Trainerize, which is just like a, a training platform that we customised, and we developed just 15-minute or 15 to 30-minute home-based workouts that dads can do in their living room with just a set of dumbbells. So there's like 150 different um, workout routines on there. Um, so they don't have an excuse anymore because they can literally roll out of bed do a quick warm-up and do it in the living room, you know, in 15 minutes. And, um, you know, because that was the biggest thing, like, we don't have time. But then we'd get dads to send us a screenshot of their uh, screen-up usage time on their phone. It was, like, five hours Facebook, three hours Instagram, two hours Netflix, and you're like, so there's the time that you don't have right there. So, you know, come back in a week and tell me why you don't have time anymore. Um, and just making them, you know, be honest with themselves and stop, you know basically lying to themselves of why they can't do it and blaming the fact that they had kids as the reason why, you know, they can no longer chase those goals, whether it be personal, business or, you know, career. 
Yeah, you see that a little bit. Like, uh, you see Biggest Loser and stuff, and, and, you know, you see people like, oh, I just give everything to my kids, like, and, and, they, and they sort of glorify themselves sacrificing and turning into a bus. Uh, and they're like, oh, it just must have been a really sick mum or dad that just gave everything to their kids and they never had time to... And you're like, is there a bit of responsibility in exactly what you just said? Where it's like, find time in your day, do yep. a timesheet, look where you're at and, and f- stop lying to yourself. Well, there's 168 hours in a week and the average dad spends 34 meaningful minutes with their children every day. So they were the stats. Um, I don't know which university did them up off the top of my head, but 34 meaningful minutes. So that isn't minutes travelling to or from work. That's not at the dinner table. That was actually one-on-one time. So when you think of you know that, it's like we've probably been here 34 minutes already on the podcast and, you know, that, that's the average time that a father spends with their children. And that's not arguing with them to go to bed. That's not arguing with them to snack them on the audio or anything like that. No, yeah. Mate, quick step back. You said you use, and I pull me back in line next to a go off fucking topic too much. <laughs> Train rise. Yep. Do you like it? Does it Mate, work well? I've, I originally used it about three, four years ago. Um, and then I went in, tried to create my own one, and then I used some. Uh, Row, I don't know, some other mm. thing. But I've gone back to Trainerise just because it simplifies the, you know, what I'm doing. Right, I'm not out there anymore selling. And, and in fact, we don't actually charge for our app. We give it all away for free mm. because you know, that's the beauty of with the supplements. And um, you know, I've always told them like, I want to give as much away for as free or as cheap as possible and in return you know, for everyone supporting what, what we're doing with that. Yeah. So... Um, I, I love it. it. It's a simple platform. It has all our own branding on it, which yeah. is a bonus. Um, and it's got an internal chat on there as well. Mm. They can connect it to all their smart watches or any of the My Fitness Pal, and you know they can you know just track everything. We upload all the videos in there ourselves. And Are they uh, decently priced. Mate, I pay three hundred a month, um, and that's unlimited yeah. users. So. I mean, the reason I'm asking is I, I, Train Heroic and, and Train Rise is, is something we've looked at in the past um, just to see how their model works because they are essentially the two biggest, two of the biggest names in, in white label fitness yeah. apps for, for PTs. Um, and obviously with the Swiss Aid app, we are basically going to veteran businesses and saying, hey, do you want to put a program on our app yeah. for free? Um, the intent is to drive traffic back to these businesses as well as offering stuff. And there's, it's a charity, so it, it ticks boxes for most people and they're happy to do it. But long term, I think given that our whole model is we have a fairly strong tech team, we're looking at an option of opening, putting in a paywall so that if Johnny puts a, a program on the Swiss Aid app for free and people want more of his stuff, they can go through a paywall and have a trainerized model yep. where they've got their own customized system back there. Whether or not we're going to do it, I don't know, but um, I just, I'm starting to gauge whether people are actually happy with, with trainers because unfortunately it's owned by a couple of Indian blokes that, um, I mean, it's a business. Who gives a shit where it comes yeah. from? But I was, I was thinking if, if we're in the veteran space and we're in the, the, the health and wellbeing space we could and the tech space, we could easily offer the same product yep. um, for, for pretty much no cost to people. So we're going to start gauging. I'll probably use you as a sounding board. Start gauging, yeah, definitely. gauging the interest to see if yep. veteran kind of fitness minds would be, be keen to... Yeah, and we've got a heap of veterans on our app as well that are mm. fathers in the group from here in America. And, mate, we've never had a bad thing about the app. And I, I guess that's their home, um, 
you know, their sole purpose is mm. to make that app that we just get to have the benefits of using yeah. it and um, that. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't fold it and that's why we've gone back yeah, to it good. after trying, you know, four or five different things. Yeah, I mean, that, that, what, we, we never want to put time and energy into reinventing a wheel. It's yeah, already exactly. been made well. Yeah. Um, but if there is a way that we can do it that, that makes it cheaper for, for veteran businesses, yeah. um, we'll have a look at it. But, yeah, we might have continue that conversation offline. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, back to you, mate. Sorry. No, I was just trying to figure out. Well, we're doing a podcast uh, with a guy, and I don't have any kids, so I'm like making shit at no. <laughs> but when you get in the space of giving advice, yep. and, and you, you've made, I mean, uh, I think Philip Thompson, uh, yes. he's a mate of ours. Yep. Uh, he said, mate, you've got to get um, Leroy on the podcast because he wears all your shit. Yeah. Fucking everywhere, mate. Maddie, yeah, you got some uh, about three or four weeks ago. So I sent him up and I sent some more stuff up there for Huggo as well. Yep, and, um, yep. He's been wearing it all around. But, mate, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, just I love seeing dads out there, you know, doing their thing. And like I said, I'm no expert. I haven't got a PhD in this or a degree in that. Like it's, um, mate, it's just about finding faults or finding, you know, issues that we can fix with with different people that come to advice and some of that stuff that we give like we i do a lot lot of rants and i tell people exactly how it is like real talk and just um basically you know i think they like that because they know it themselves but when someone else is saying it it just makes them come across and um yeah we're not we're not forcing anything down their throat we're not slamming the the subs if they want to buy the subs and they can go buy the subs but that's doing amazing as it is regardless of what anyone online wants to do so you know it's um yeah it's that whole i guess motivational i guess um you know message to just be better I, I think people society's sort of really clicking on to the they did a couple of papers and they were saying a doctor coming to you and saying hey look you know you should spend more time with your kids if you got up you know and they're like yeah cool man you've got a phd in fucking astrophysics whatever the fuck it is and you're like i'm not not interested mate but a dad who goes you got no excuse, mate. I'm doing this lived experience, move forward. Yeah. And then, is there a trepidation with giving these guys advice? Because some guys are in holes that would probably jump on to your stuff. Have you ever had trepidation or level of responsibility giving advice to people? Have you been like, "Fuck, if I say the wrong thing"? Yeah, I'm. I'm very cautious. Like, you know. As, as I said, I haven't got the qualifications to talk to some of these things and I'll refer them on to psychiatrists or psychologists or even, you know, their doctors if they've got questions about the products as well because it's not my place to... Like, I just give generic advice and, you know, my opinion on the situation I'm presented with. You know, I don't have, you know, the perfect system because everyone's different, everyone's situation is different. You know, my father in experience and is different to, you know, the next five dads next to me and, you know, that's based upon, you know, our life experience, based upon our journey, you know, through our own, you know, with our own parents as we grew up and, um, you know, our career, our financial situation. There's so many different factors that go into every different point. So, you know, it is very individualised, but I am also aware that, hey, you can't tell this person you must go do this because that might not be relevant and it might actually be a danger to them or their, their kids. So. What, what keeps you going forward? Is it the testimonials saying you fucking you really helped me or is it the... Ne I mean, I, I don't know if you've had any negative chat. 
Oh, mate, heaps. You're not going to um, fucking make it. You're like, fuck you, I'm making it, mate. Yeah, so oh, not, not directly, like more just on posts and stuff like that. But it used to really beat me up. Like I'd get someone right, that's not true, I do this. Or, you know, they'd bag the shit out of a post. And I used to like, it used to eat me up and I'd be like, I'm narring, like write a response, do I post it, do I not? But now I just delete and block. It, it's so simple now to just delete them, block them. And 10 minutes later, I'm not even thinking about that negativity anymore and you know rather than having that back and forth and tarnishing the brand because one of one of us will say something and then you know them potentially leaving a bad review and you know just making it further so you know it's usually on advertising or something like that so you can sort of delete them and they'll never see that ad again um but yeah it's it's probably you know one of the toughest things to just keep pushing forward because <laughs> like 18 months ago we didn't I didn't know I was going to be doing supplements or t-shirts or sunnies or anything like that and it's just evolved so quickly from just a group where we're just giving advice based on what we were doing at the time to where it is now and I think you know there's like 25k on the socials and um like there's about three and a half thousand dads in the group and like thousands of customers with the supplements and it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous it just blows you away but um you know i think it's the messages you get every every day like you'll get a message and go thanks mate that that mess that video you put online last night you know really changed my perspective and i got up and went to the gym this morning for the first time in two months or something like that or you know i i took the afternoon off work and didn't do the overtime and took the kids to get ice cream or you know and it's just those little things that give you that you know that kick to keep going and it, it doesn't necessarily need to be much more than a simple message like that but you know um it's just that small thing that we can do to keep them on the straight and narrow you seem like a lot of people um it's an e-commerce business essentially yep. but you've started by building a community yeah so i did it reverse product. so a lot of people launch a product and then try and build a brand mm. around it i actually built the community of thousands of fathers from around the world and then introduced a product um, which I think allowed us to have that success very quickly. And um, trust. I think that, that, that you, once you build a community without trying to pitch stuff on them, yep. they know what you're offering for free and they, they've seen the value in it. Yeah, and they were along for the ride. So they were there for the packaging. I'd post pictures. Hey, what do you think of this packaging? Hey, you know, we sent samples out to a few of the crew. What do you think of this mm. flavour taste? And, you know, so they, for the 12 months or so that it took to actually get it finally finished they were along that whole ride and you know able to you know ask questions and you know at that stage we didn't even have i didn't think we had a website before the the supplements it was just yeah, um yeah. you know just the groups and the social channels so yeah i think it's definitely a good way of doing things because yeah like you mentioned the trust and um ability to gauge what the people want rather than you know bringing something out and hopefully people jumping on it yeah so is that something you learned along the way like you obviously got out of the military you started a few businesses what were, were, were the ups and downs like did you learn hard lessons did you make did you fail in any of the first ones or, or? I, I have failed I, i've tried to start 10 different tech companies five different apps um the group fitness i wanted to then franchise that around the world because i thought i knew it all uh fitness holidays i wanted to you know do crazy stuff with that um mate i've failed 10 times more then I've succeeded. Um, the best thing that I've probably done with the Fit Dad is I've just stuck with that and mm. I haven't tried to be 
doing five other businesses at the same time. I've actually, you know, I, I yeah, got rid of the business, uh, group fitness business, and I went all in um, and, you know, stopped doing everything else. And I think that was when I really started to see the traction of that, when I realised that, hey, you can't be giving 20% five different businesses mm. you're trying to get off the ground. It's either 100% or, or nothing. And, you know, I don't have, apart from a personal training certificate, um, that I got about 10 years ago now. I don't have any other qualifications. Like everything I've done is via trial and error. Um, YouTube is the YouTube university. Mm. I've learned everything on there and to this day I still do like build all my own websites, do my own podcast, all the um, videos, graphics, um, product design, packaging and all that. Like we still, oh, I do it all myself and, and my wife helps out here and yeah, there as no, well. You design these packaging. Yeah, well, like I got a graphic designer to actually finalise oh, yeah, it, but yeah, 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 we had it all sort of as a blueprint and they put it all together to yeah, yeah. make it actually pop. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, YouTube and, you know, if I didn't know something, I'd go there or Google and, you know, I'd fuck up the code or the website would turn inside out and go mm. backwards and then eventually it would, it would pop and, um, you know, you can get it looking. And, and I think that's just one of those things of just keeping going until you know you finally get to a spot yeah so what what, what advice have you got for young diggers getting out that want to start their own e-commerce business mate um trial and error it's it, it's one of those things like i wouldn't get sucked into the thousands of courses out there like sure some of them might help um you know but you can learn all that information on YouTube by just searching a few different things. Um, but if they want to get into an e-commerce business, I'd actually, you know, probably go the, the route I went and actually find out if that product's even wanted. You know, mm -hmm. who are your competition? And, and make sure it's a passion as well. Like, don't just start it because you want to try and make a quick 20 grand and, you know, f you know travel the world and, and live this, I guess, digital nomad uh, lifestyle and you know drop ship here and there and yeah because it's a lot harder it, it costs a lot more more money than you think um, and the time you actually have to put into it is uh, a lot more than you know thinking that you're just going to live that four hour work week like Tim Ferriss or whatever yeah. and just have the laptop switched on and just um, hope for the best Mate, like, that I mean I read that book a, a fair few years ago now and that was oh, this is after I'd already fucking failed a bunch of ideas and, yep. and whatever but that so many, especially through COVID, every chick that I've met or every dude that, that, that's been like working, a civvy dude that's been working a job that's been stood down or whatever, they're all like, I'm thinking about becoming a graphic designer so I can just work wherever I want yeah. around the world. I'm like, yeah, you and the other 7 billion people on the yeah, planet exactly. are going to be graphic <laughs> yeah. designers and digital marketers next week. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it's a minefield out there and like the amount of people, like we get pitched every day from different companies wanting our services across, mm. you know, X, Y, Z. And it's, you know, you look at some of these people and it's like a Wix website with still the powered by Wix down the bottom. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what you're playing at, but it's just, yeah. you know, you need to step up. And, it, it, you know, it's even, even to the point where you get some of these people who think they're killing it, but they still send you an email from businessname at gmail.com. It's like, yeah. guys, it costs you a dollar to change and just have, you know, info at businessname.com. Like, yeah. I think professionalism, trying to actually do the right thing, even though you might only be small, 
you know, having that structure set up. And yeah, 100%. That's something I, I notice a lot now too. It's And it, it, it takes a while. It's, I don't want to be arrogant about it, but it, if, you, if you're in the tech space for a little bit, emails and what their website's built on is a big indicator of should I partner with this person yep. or not. Um, and, I mean, there's going to be startups out there that you don't want to go and spend a whole bunch of money when you first start out because uh, you're still validating your concept. But if if someone comes to us and said, hey, we want to do this stuff with you and, and we look at their website and it's a Squarespace or a, um, Wix or what's the fuck another one? WordPress side. I mean, WordPress is pr- getting better, but that is an indicator straight away that says... Yep. I'm not sure whether to trust this person or not. Are yeah. they just throwing me gimmicks? Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a learning curve along the way too to, to identify small bits to go, this person's gone out, they've put the effort in, they've made themselves professional, they're yeah. actually having a crack at going high speed. Yeah, definitely. And you know, especially when they're pitching for you know, work that's going to be you know, potentially thousands mm. of dollars per month. It's, um, and we use Shopify. That's our, our website's all built on that which is still the drag and drop sort of formula yeah. and all that but you can make it look yeah rigid niche pretty quickly as well yeah. so yeah it might cost you 40 bucks a month or 50 bucks to actually have the yeah. server but it's the difference between like you said someone getting the deal or yeah you know, missing out 100%. what do you do with so i just want to go back like i'm talking out of my fucking lane 100 <laughs> percent because I'm, I'm not a fucking dad and we got to fit that on but so you have a you, did this come i don't want to sit here like a fucking armchair psychologist yeah, yeah. but did this come from you got a good relationship with your dad this yep. come from and uh is it stuff that you were like oh i wish i did things he did things differently or you're just like fuck it i just i can see a market to help these dudes yeah no I'm, I'm, my relationship with my parents is still amazing like they live in noosa as well and um yeah it's, it's always has been uh, really well i think i just seen a gap in the market to tell you the truth um running the group fitness um bootcamp noosa for seven years it was 90 percent female um and and i noticed that trend apart crossfit gyms were probably about 50 50 but you look at any of the f45s or any of the other group fit, um, fitness classes around the country 70 80 percent of those classes are women and i thought why is it that the men aren't going to these are they not training at all is it that whole mentality of I know it all, I'm just going to go to the gym and do my own thing or, you know, what, what's the reason? So I think it was just a bit of a combination of that knowledge of, you know, okay, there's a, there's a market here because it's not getting served and I think you mentioned earlier about all these female fitness in, uh, influencers like Kayla Signs and the Emily Skies of the 2015s that were really big but there was nothing really out there for the males and... Yeah, when I started this group, I'm like, okay, well, everyone's really interested in these workouts we do with the kids and, you know, always asking questions about our travels and the workouts we do on the road and stuff like that. And I think it was just that light bulb moment of, hey, there's actually a niche here that isn't getting served. Um, I don't know what it could be. And like I said at the time, it was just a Facebook group and an ebook and a bit of online coaching, you know, here and there. It wasn't bringing in nearly any money whatsoever it was more just a little side hobby um, or side hustle i guess and um yeah it's sort of where it is now is not where i envisioned it two and a half years ago or whenever we started it and um having products or an e-commerce store was never a plan either um it's sort of just everything's evolved out of yeah necessity i guess and and the reason the supplements in the first place is 
we kept getting asked, um, you know, what should I use before this session or what should I use, you know, what supplements to use? And we're always just saying this protein powder, this pre-workout, this BCAs or whatever it was at the time. And then after about three months of constantly saying, this is what we use, I'm like... Use this fuck, fucking one because yeah, we're going to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, hang on a second. I'm going to go find a manufacturer and I'm actually going to, you know, make something. So every time any one of these thousand people ask what I'm using, well, this is what I use. If you want it, here it is. And it's going to help us, you know, support us to be able to, you know, afford all the education support and videographers and all the stuff that we do that we haven't been paid for, like, because, you know, trying to constantly put hours and hours into you know making videos and podcasts and all these different things that you don't get paid for it takes time and money and um, you know now that is all supported and allows us to keep giving back i think it's not just that i think if you walk into a supplement store today and there's 1200 different test boosters there you don't know what the fuck is in half of them yeah. if you're in the army or in even with isaac they're like who plays for the sydney swans they're like they're nutritionists and dietitians for the team are like if you walk into a supplement store, you're not allowed to have anything. Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck is in it. Even if, what is it you were saying before? It's, it's not a SADA, it's a Australia. What, what, what does it have to be approved by? Uh, WADA, it is Wada, a SADA, It I is think. it? Yeah. yeah. So even yeah. if it's like, I think Masashi put a fuckload of money into making sure all their stuff was approved for fighters. Yeah. Um, and so even our that, stuff is like, we haven't got any banned substance in ours, but the difference is between an athlete being able to use it, we have to actually get every flavour, every batch, tested by there's a laboratory down in melbourne but it's 800 dollars per batch per flavor yeah. so when you've got 10 flavors and you're doing batches every month like you, we just can't get those certifications that allow us kind at of this stage like, even though it's all safe we can't guarantee it so the athletes and the clubs won't allow them well, that's to what they said that's what that's it. what isaac said he's like it's all got the approval stamps on it by the yep. governing body that's testing us and the, our dietitians like don't fucking touch it yep. can't trust it yeah and it's probably i mean that's i don't know whether it's stigma or whether it's john john jones has just ruined it for everyone because he yeah. eats whatever he wants <laughs> and tells people it's a tainted supplement who yeah. knows <laughs> but so, yeah sports teams are just saying stay away from subs yeah and we're actually bringing out a sports range this year like we're working with the manufacturers to develop a standalone brand so it won't be anything to do with fit dad but it's going to be exactly for that reason so for the sports teams the athletes and all these people that don't know what to touch it's going to be you know all the protocols are done much the same as the way we started the fit dad it's done with a asada and wada you know view first rather than bringing out products and then trying to change the whole you you know, blueprint to suit it's going to be okay what protocols do we need to have in place to start with let's start with those and then the product will be the last thing we do because we need to make sure that the actual raw powders isn't tainted from where it is we need to make sure that manufacturing is you know everything's all perfect there and we need to document it we need to get everything batch tested and we need to have make sure that you know because it, it changes every day like every week there's a new ingredient that's on these lists and yeah. that's the the big struggle but not that it's just going into going into a shop as a, a everyday bloke like i don't have to worry about getting tested because yep. i'm certainly not an elite <laughs> athlete but to go into the shop and then you know you've normally got i don't know some jacked up dude or yeah some exactly. semi-famous you know fit and they're like oh we recommend you should have this and you're like uh i don't even know what the fuck that is right yeah so like, the truck oh, look like you so I'll yeah take i'll it. take that <laughs> fucking sure what, what's that yeah. one they're like oh it's just come out of america and you're like america the fda i'm, I'm pretty sure you just if you want to get stuff approved you just line someone's pockets and you're yeah, good to exactly. go right but going to being able to go in and and 
or trust with you, sitting down and talking to you, yeah. when you're, it comes from a place of fucking, I don't know, what is it called? Uh, my brain just dumped. <laughs> <laughs> but we can trust you. You, yeah. you. you know, it's you, you're looking out for people and you're just like, I just want to fucking help people. And you can trust the supplements you can go in and buy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things we get asked quite a bit. It's not even the elite sportsmen anymore like with, who need to worry about it. Like a lot of our queries come from people on defence because now they're bound by the same codes and then mining companies are bound by the same codes. And, you know, there's all these different industries that are now going, well, you can't have this pre-workout or this because, you know, I think there's people overdosing on pre-workout mine sites like for night shifts and, you know, stuff like that, um, which has brought in all these different rules. And... You know, it's. I think while you're seeing a lot of the industry start to take that approach of not just being about being that jack dude anymore, and you know having these you know crazy stims and stuff like that, and actually going towards the nootropics or going towards you know the lifestyle support or just living that you know, healthy life and um, you know doing the right thing rather than you know, filling your face full of you know, banned substances. I can't keep up with it because. Um and that's another thing. I think having someone that uh, where your community works and the trust thing is getting someone else to do the research, not being a fucking lemming, but like vitamin, like you know, like vit- vitamin D sick, right? For you, vitamin C, you take it intravenously, or uh, um, all these different supplements that can boost your performance through the day. You can't keep up with it all. You'd have to sit there and research it yourself for, for hours at a time. Yeah. And then having someone, I think that that trickle down trust is like, well, I use this. Yeah. And I've done the research and it does work. And not be just being an Instagram model that got paid $9,000 to promote someone's supplement. Yeah, holding up with a shirt off oh, somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never had anyone do that. And like we've got ambassadors and we actually launched an ambassador program last week for the first yeah, time. Nice. And we had like 50 dads to sign up. And the common question was, I don't know if I've got enough followers. How many followers do you want? I said, I had to, I had to, oh, sorry, I had to put on the website... We do not care how many followers you've got. Yeah. Like we've got everyday dads who are going to work at Woolies, posting you know their code out because we just want them to be able to one save money for themselves, but earn a bit of a crust for themselves as mm. well, and you know use a product. And um, you know it was it was funny though that three or four people in the first few days were like, um, I, "Here's my story, but I don't think I have enough Instagram followers," and yeah. that's what they associated being an ambassador was was Instagram followers. And I'm like. I yeah. Give a fuck if you've got oh, no Instagram, man. like you just do what you want. We we kind of going through the same thing. We we started, oh, not really launched. We started pushing out a new model for ambassadors. Being a charity, like having ambassadors yep. is, a, is a no-brainer. But um, tiering it into into separate groups because we do obviously want people to push it out to a big audience. Yep. That's that's fantastic for business. But at the same time, we want to get as many either current serving soldiers or, or veterans on as possible in the ambassador circle. And same deal, um, a lot of people come back um, with imposter syndrome going, I'm not an actual influencer. And you're like, well, you've got, like, Max, for example, perfect example. Um, two years ago, had about 15 followers on Instagram, <laughs> yet goes to work, yeah. says something, and 300 diggers instantly go, Max said it, it must be legit, <laughs> I trust him. That's influencer status. Yeah. Um, but being having 100,000 followers on Instagram doesn't really equate to um, getting trust across and cut through to an audience that you're trying to talk to. Yeah, no, 100%. And you see all these different ambassadors, you know, they've got 
or not ambassadors, influencers who are 100,000, 500,000, million. This supplement brand this week, this T-shirt the next week, yeah. this car the week after, this holiday the week after that. It's like they're just out there for the paycheck. They've yeah. actually got – I don't think they've got no influence. But the companies are willing to take the risk. And You, you know, see oh. some of them, mate, and they look like they're reading off a fucking – like they are reading off a script. Yeah. I really enjoy this hair loss. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, you don't have any hair anyway, you fight. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It gets ridiculous. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're target audience too and, and whether or not their audience trusts them or they just like look at their photos. I mean, we, we had a bloke that would consider himself an influencer um, that we used to do some stuff with, pushed out veteran mental health messaging, positive stuff, crickets. Yep. But that audience did not want to respond to um, proactive and positive messaging. Put a whinge in front of that audience and they go, fucking, nim, 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 like... Is that the person, or is that the, the angle you want to go down? Fuck no. Yeah. Um, you want to be pushing out a good message to an audience through a through a portal or a vessel to an audience that's going to resonate with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've, we've seen, like, we've approached a few people in the past, like, to try and, in the early days, try and get the thing out. It was, like, five grand, ten grand a post and, like, 900,000 followers and that. But how many of them followers are because of your partner, who she is, or because of your body and how you look and, you know, what can you actually guarantee on that five to ten yeah. investment they're making? And like, oh no, there's no guarantee. You know, my my audience is what it is, and it's like, mm. well, come on, that's sort of you've got to um, you know, be able to give us a bit of feedback. I mean, here. that's I mean, this is where I'm a bit bit on the fence because uh, even Gary V does talk. I mean, this is turning into an Instagram yeah. fucking marketing <laughs> um, chat, but even Gary V, I, I think he made a comment once that if you were going to launch a product, if you had the budget. Cost you like f- between five hundred grand and a million bucks to get one of the Kardashians to push out a message. Yep. And he said, "If you got the money, fucking do it." <laughs> I'm like, I mean, uh, most of what he says, I, I look, I listen to it. I'm like, that makes fucking perfect sense. I'm going yep. for it. But I could only imagine that that would work if you had a product that has high margins, easy to fucking distribute, and can go global. I think there was that, a company on the Gold Coast, and that is turning into an Instagram marketing <laughs> thing. But, um, I think it was High Smile, and they paid, I'm pretty sure, because I watched one of their vlogs or videos on YouTube about it, they paid Kylie Jenner a million dollars to do that teeth whitening. And, are they Australian? Yeah, so they're based on the Gold Coast. Right. And they paid her a million dollars, I think it was like Super Bowl, or it was something like one of those weekends, or maybe one of those. And Yeah, um, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was four to five times return on investment, but... It was just oh mate, they are good, crazy, like, but annoyingly it, good. I used yeah. to track in like Conor McGregor back when he was on his rise up. That's right, he had them as well. Every yeah. fuck well before he did right. I, yep. I'd say this is how they got his attention. Every fucking post he put up, they just go through every comment, talking to everyone in his feed, either <laughs> ragging shit or saying, "Hey, you need to get in with High Smile." And I'm like, "Fuck, that is annoying." Yeah, but then eventually, <laughs> next like, thing you know, Conor's doing High Smile. Yeah, That's yeah. what he's saying. I'm like, you can't. Yeah. Fucking work. So yeah, I think they're Gold Coast based. But they're actually, I, I still follow them on, on social media. And they moved into the old Billabong building. I don't know if you remember that yeah, on the highway, that right. big mass yeah, off. Yeah. So now they have that. They've just renovated that. So they're obviously, something's obviously doing yeah. well. Yeah, so. fucking no, mate. Teeth whitening is the big business. Yeah, well, it was. I, I think now everyone's trying to bloody do it. So. I haven't jumped in yet. I mean, there's no business. The other business is how do you? Uh, so if we're a charity, yeah, uh, you're a fit dad trying to get dads to get healthy and move and train and I can't understand why you go to school or you have to monetize let's say you're another fitness app and you're like yep. 
No, we're going to pay you to do some basic things in life that you should know or do for free. Like that's these are common things that you should have in your repertoire. Proactive mental health tools, twenty minute workout workouts, and support groups for people and community and and teaching people to do these things that <clears throat> probably should have learned in school. And then the fitness industry has just capitalized on insecure people. Yeah. A gap in education. Um, and like even mental health tools. You gotta pay for mental health tools. Yeah. You can't fucking that's why we said how do you pay someone you're like, do you wanna kill yourself? We can help you, but you gotta give us twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the things we deal with daily and I, I see more often than not is fathers are constantly comparing themselves to other people. And I think social media is a big thing to play in this. Like they're comparing themselves to the one percenters out there. So they might be comparing themselves to that model or that actor or that musician or that athlete. And, you know, not knowing anything about, well, they've got private chefs, they've got, you know, ready-made meals, you know, they've got, you know, dietitians, trainers, all this in their pocket and not making it realistic to where they are in their life. Like you work 40 hours, they work maybe 12 um, you know, your upbringing is totally different. Your bank balance has got 17 less zeros. Like, you've got to, you know, understand where you are and, you know, try and work on getting yourself forward rather than going, oh, I want, want his car, I want his house, I want his body, I want his six-pack, I want his arms. And Well, I mean, how do you do it? Like, Jason Momoa or bloody uh, Superman. Who was the dude who played Superman? Henry, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. And they're like, literally, like you said, like they got personal chefs. They're not making their own meals. No, that's they're like, right. no, no, you eat this, yeah. and then you got a trainer saying, do this. Get out of bed. Get out of bed. Lift that weight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's, I think these are the people that they're comparing themselves against, and that's why they're never fulfilled and never feeling like they're getting anywhere because, you know, they're constantly aiming for that one percent instead of, you know, and even like put the question to us and myself personally, like when was the last time you compared yourself to? someone below you. you know, we're always comparing ourselves to someone in front of what we want, but never actually looking back and going, fuck, look where I'm at actually right now and look what I've actually achieved over the past year, two years, whether that be business, you know, physical health, mental health, you know, family, or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, people don't realise that they're actually probably in the top 70% of, you know, where people should be in life and, but constantly wanting, wanting, wanting and not, you know, stopping and smell the roses, I guess. Yeah, you don't have a personal nanny or an au pair when your kid's screaming, I wouldn't have a clue. Scroobs was this Scroobs was trying to train one of our one of the lads yep. trying to train for selection. Yeah, right. And a kid under two and a newborn. And then he'd come to work and he'd be like, Fucking ruined and we're doing a hectic session, right? Yeah. And he's just like like just cooked, mate. Probably right? the best thing for him, that sleep deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't know um people trying to to, to get to that point, yeah, I think it's a bit gross, mate. Mm. And and people taking stock or even, I think the church, removing the church, I'm not religious at all. I'm an yeah. atheist. I don't believe in the church. But I think the church put in a lot of, there's a lot of structure. If you took God out of it, I think there's a lot of structure that the church had that we've lost. And that is like gratitude, right? Sitting down and being grateful for where you are, yep. not aiming for fucking up here. Um, a sense of community going somewhere every Sunday I mean, I know they're preaching rhetoric. No worries. That's yeah. fine. Change it to something else and preach something else. Health, lifestyle, higher learning, whatever it is. But applying some of those 
some of the structure that we lost maybe in the 70s and now we're just off in the wilderness with no there's no keel for the human race or a dad or a, or a male like what is the model and, and how do we move forward and that's why i think the fit dad stuff is working community and trust and now we're trying to relearn all this shit that maybe we learned we threw the baby out with the bathwater when we said god doesn't exist um but we lost all these community building routine stuff maybe i don't know what do you reckon yeah i think there's you know it, it is all the basic stuff like we're not preaching anything that you hadn't learned at school or you didn't know in your early 20s when you're you know playing footy or hanging around with all the guys it's just stuff that you've got complacent with and use kids as an excuse of why you've stopped doing it you know oh, i couldn't train today i had to take the kids to work but well hang on a second we've got a thousand dads now getting up at 4 30 getting the session done in their living room before they leave home and you know that that excuse is now invalid and you know, I think it just gets down to, you know, and, and it's probably one of those Gary Vee things as well, but in 25 years' time, the stuff that you're not doing today is the stuff that you're going to be regretting then, looking back right now. So, you know, start actually just doing what it is that you want to do today, whether it be starting that business or leaving that job that you keep telling everyone you hate for the last five years at every Christmas party and, you know, actually starting to do what it is that makes you happy because, you know, as you've probably seen the last year with the pandemic, like shit can change on a dime. And, you know, in two months' time, you could be like all your mates saying that you're going to be a graphic designer because, you know, your industry is now shut down and obsolete because the world's changed. Um, so if you're not going after the things you love and the stuff you're passionate about and actually, you know, doing those things that you already know what to do, um, I think it's just going to, you know, create more heartache in the future when let's say in 20 years time or 30 years time when the kids have left home and you look back and go fuck i wish i did that back then or i wish i took the kids on that holiday or, i wish i didn't work so much and actually got to go to their footy match or i started that business i always wanted to start with my best mate or you know whatever the case is because that regret's going to haunt you more then than the pain it's going to be i think right now trying to do it is there a like a martyr have you thought about getting a like a a psych in like is there a martyr syndrome with or justification for when you're a parent and you're like well i can't i can't go to the gym like you're saying i can't go to the gym yeah got to look after the kids um but it's all right because you know i'm looking after the kids come first yeah getting like i guess performance psychologists in or or is it just you just saying fucking nah. at the moment it's just yeah. me but it's, it's a great idea to actually get someone in who has got the qualifications and can and break them down and go yeah and because exactly what you just said then and i even i've got great mates who will probably listen to this podcast after i share it who uh, um you know put the kids first with everything they do and every you know every excuse or every reasoning is no nah, i can't do that the kids are doing this or you know it's kids 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 before me but you know and even me in my position and you know now thinking i've got something to talk about with them it it doesn't change you know their, their outlook and I, I look in from the outside and go you're doing this for your kids but you're so miserable in your work you've put on 10 kilos over the last year you know it's going to get to a stage where you're going to need to put yourself first but it's going to be too late because you put everyone else first and i get it like my kids come first in everything but if i don't look after myself even at the basic level then am i even guaranteed to be here for the next 5, 10, 15 years in a capacity to be able to actually do something for them. And, you know, is it going to get to a stage where 
I break down and then need to put myself first for, you know, six months, a year or two years, which then takes away from them at that point in life? Or, you know, is there that happy medium that you can find where, you know, you win and, you know, at, at the same time they don't have to miss out? And I think it gets back down to that analogy. When, whenever you travel, it's like apply your mask first before you apply anyone else's. And that's the same approach we take with the dads. You know, look after yourself because if you don't look after yourself, there might be a chance that you don't get to look after them at all. So that's probably one of the takeaways. And, you know, I only heard that a couple of months ago. Someone else said it on, on my podcast, actually. And um, it took me a while to think and like, shit, I never... When you hear that on the plane, you just don't think anything else. You would, I would think straight away to, you know, help the kids and get them yeah. sorted. But, you know, they're not going to be able to help you with their mask on when, you know, the gas takes out. So if you don't help yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of dads can take away and actually, you know, use in their own life. Yeah, that's, I think that's, uh, that's some really good advice, man, 100%. Yeah. We're just talking about just for, like, help, you got to help yourself first so the kids can't. The whole airline, like, apply your mask first before. Oh, mate, it's the analogy for everything. It's the analogy that we've been trying to push to the veteran community too. And then it's like... That's where we, we always have these debates on the world splitting into left and right wing, but really part of that is there's a group of people who think if we want to fix a problem, we should regulate and enforce everyone else to fix the problem. And there's another, there's a separate group that says if we're going to fix a problem, um, in order to help other people fix it, I need to look inwards and fix me first. And that's exactly the same analogy. You've got to look, there's dramas here. I can blame everyone. I can blame in the veteran space. It's blame government, blame the defence force for doing this to me or I can say I'm going to look inwards and fix my shit and then what I learn while I'm fixing my shit I can then promote to help defence and DBA and, and, other, and politicians fix the broader problem exactly the same as putting your own mask on first yep. you try and fucking tell everyone you stand up in a sinking fucking plane well, crashing plane and yell out to everyone put your mask on first you're going to be the first one to pass out but yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Fix yourself and take someone with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Clean your own fucking bedroom. Well, that's that's the Jordan Peterson analogy. Yeah. <laughs> you want to change the world? Start by cleaning your bedroom. Yeah. There's not a lot of people out there, especially. It's easier to scream from the rooftops, "Fix your problems." Here's how you fix your problems. But going home and cleaning your bedrooms actually takes a bit of work. Yeah. Um, and that's I think with this stuff, it's, it's perfect. It's like fucking you are. You're saying take ownership. Yeah. No one else is going to make you a dad that has more energy or can spend more time with their kids yep. on you. Like you've got to own it yourself. And that's one thing that you know we've tried to do with Fit Dad Lifestyle is practice what we preach. So we were in the fitness industry around the time when it was like, you know, we need to shred up for summer, so we've got to go hard for three, you know, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. Then we're going to bulk up for the winter. And it was constantly on this merry-go-round or, you know, roller coaster of good for eight weeks, party for eight weeks, bulk up for eight weeks and it was just like a vicious cycle and you know now we're at a stage where we eat clean 80% of the time or eat when it's in our control you know but if we're at a wedding or a funeral or a party or something and there's cake or a beer then I'm also going to have that Mm. and and letting dads know that you don't have to be you know chicken and broccoli for eight weeks to get the desired result like half these people it you know it didn't take you eight weeks to get 
where you are right now, it's been a steady decline over the last 10 years to why you're 30 kilos overweight. So how about we spend the next two getting you to a place where you're happy rather than like we can go hard and go, you know, get results in 12 weeks. But I guarantee it's not going to be sustainable. Mm. I guarantee in 12 weeks time or even before then, because you're probably not going to make it 12 weeks, that you're going to be back on the bandwagon and you know, going downhill. So why don't we just, like I mentioned, start 1% better, eat well 80% of the time, don't ever deprive yourself if you want that chocolate bar or you want that beer with your friend or you're having you know, a beer at the footy or whatever the case is, do something active every day, even if it's just a 15-minute workout in your lounge room or a walk or a scooter ride with the kids or whatever, and that's all you need to do. Like they're the bare minimum. You know, depending on what your goals are and the reason why and all that kind of stuff, that's when you can add those other you know, platforms and you know, excel and chase the dreams that you want to chase. But at a bare minimum, that's what we ask of you. Whatever else you want to do, go hard and do it. Mate, I like it. Fucking move. That's the, that's the underlying philosophy that, that, that people have started to massive research. We had fitness on the app as one of the... Fitness was one of the eight principles, right? Top yeah, it was yeah. the top one. We said fitness. And then we, you know, all these new studies and papers came in. We we're like, let's change fitness because that's a fitness isn't really what. Let's call it movement. Mm. Just move your body, um, whatever it is that you do that is your thing. So if it's working out or or running, whatever it is, but movement. I think and it has to be a passion as well, and and that's something that we found with a lot of the dads is the programs they've all failed on in the past are because the online trainer or the group fitness that they do, they're doing because they've seen this botched up before and after photo and going, oh, if that guy got the result, then I'm going to follow his meal plan and follow that workout routine. But they hate every session they do because it's not what they enjoy. They hate every, the meal plan. And it's like, well, if your passion is surfing or Zumba or rock climbing or karate or boxing, whatever it is, do more of that. You can get just as fit in every other activity as going to the gym or as doing you know, weights or whatever it is. Right, and you can build workout routines around improving or accessory training around that sport that you enjoy, yeah. right? If it's cycling, you love cycling, you can get in the gym, do, you can do cycling-based yeah. stuff and, and, yeah, dead right. And even with the kids, like, I get more gassed having five minutes of tag in the backyard with the kids trying to jump over them and hide behind stuff and, like, you know, then I do going for a 3K run. Like, you can... Get just as active and get the heart up just as much, you know, doing stuff around the home with the kids than you can doing anything else. So I think it's just realising what your priorities are and what your passions are and, you know, going from there um, and not feeling forced into doing X, Y, Z just because, you know, that person on the before and after photo is what you want to aspire to be like. Yeah, because we did, um, I, got, I got right into the gut microbiome. I fucking love it. It's like, it's my passion in something that I like to do for Swiss 8 as well. And one of the studies that come out, and there's been a lot of papers done on this, was that just by going for a run or walk or moving, it changes the gut flora in your stomach. And there's positive gut flora that is created from just moving and running. And they've drawn a correlation to these. some of these uh, bacteria are positive for and have positive implications. And... So on top of just moving, you're then increasing the positive effects on your gastrointestinal tract and stuff like that. So as I said, movement, move. Yeah, just yeah. move, yeah, 100%. Standing still doesn't work, mate, <laughs> at all. 
sedentary behaviour, mate. We have done an hour and ten minutes already. Yeah, well, I want to know what's your so what's your routine? What's the what's the the fit dad Leroy routine? You get up in the morning, everyone's like, "What the fuck does this guy do?" Yeah, and then what are your biohacks or your nutrition? Like, yep. give us an insight, mate. Um, so it's shifted actually in the last probably six weeks, and physically, mentally happier than I've ever been. So it was four thirty wake up, gym by five, or you know four wake up, whatever the time. Um, gym by five and it was like six mornings a week that was a routine but now I've gone you know to bike rides running walks with a dog you know surfing you know and just mixing up and having that whole cross training approach and not feeling you know so um, I guess regimentalized into I guess the one routine and stuff like that and you know also relaxing the diet as well and actually preaching you know, or following what I preach in regards to just that lifestyle of, you know, especially Christmas period and that, I didn't want to have to turn down beers or turn down, you know, eating that chocolate cake for any of the birthdays or, you know, desserts or roasts or barbecues and stuff like that. So, mate, my diet is basically, if I'm, if it's in my control, so if I'm at home or if I'm at the warehouse or something like that, or if I'm the one making choices at a restaurant, then I'll eat clean or as clean as I want. But, at the same time, if the palmy looks alright, or I want a heap of Diane sauce on that steak, I'll I'll do the same thing. So, um, you know, eighty percent of the week is perfect. The other twenty percent is typically filled with chocolate and beer, and it's about um, that's right up my alley, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got a sweet tooth. It's it's really bad, but like just copious amounts of chocolate. Um, and then, like you said, move every day. Uh, whether that be through any of those activities I'd said before, um, but also understanding that, you know, and listening to the body. Like I've had two or three knee surgeries over the past year. I've had, you know, issues with my back and, you know, then just other issues that you get from doing these activities. So I think, you know, I do, I do Pilates every week now, uh, once a week, a private lesson, and that has changed my life. I always thought it was, you know, just for the girls and, you know, all that stuff. And I'd always got told to do core and, you know, I, I was always giving out core exercises as well. But, you know, mobility and Pilates is something that I've introduced into my routine and it has changed my life. Pilates? Um, mate, Cook out. I, and, you know, Pilates is one of those things and this is how I described it to my instructor only last week actually because we come back after she had a month holiday over the Christmas period. And I said, Pilates is not something that you understand is working. Like, it's tough. It's on the uh, reformers or actual machines. And until you actually stop doing it, you don't realise you're missing it. Um, And it fixed up my head like this um, pelvic tilt. You know, if if you looked at my side profile, it was like tilted out and, you know, straightened up that quite a bit. And it was only something I noticed that was working when I stopped. Um, And then I felt, felt... the back start to give out a little bit more or felt the knees, you know, start buckling that core, start to loosen. And, um, you know, one of the, I was doing it for about six months solid and we moved house, I think it was November, December, and we did it ourselves so to avoid getting the removal company in. And usually, you know, me lifting the kids out of the car, I'd twinge my back or, you know, something would go wrong. But we did the whole move ourselves, and I can directly correlate that to Pilates and just building up that core from the inside out and um, you know really working on those small you know structural and, and, and stabilizing muscles to actually 
help everything out. And Fuck, I'm going to have to get that. Give it a go, mate. Yeah. You know what else is um, good about Pilates? So the view. The view would be good. <laughs> I, I do one-on-one um, because I just, you know, didn't know any of the movements um, and I, I find that I can really get that, you know, correct technique, whereas the classes, I just feel that you just get lost. And, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Let's say it's only 10 reps or a minute. By the time she corrects six other people, you've probably been doing it wrong for a minute and not yeah, getting got the best thing out of it. So that's probably the best thing. Um, I download this app. This app's called GoWod, which is a mobility app. Um, I think it's like a CrossFit one. or It's got a picture of a CrossFit on there anyway, but it's got a free trial there for 14 days. And it is probably something you guys can implement into yours if, if you haven't already. But the testing protocol at the start, it actually goes through like 10 minutes of testing. So you go through all these different stretches and holds and stuff like that. And then it has got 10 different pictures mm-hmm. there and you tick which one you know, mirrors where you think where your at. reach was. Fuck, that's And then it changes up your whole program based upon your weaknesses. So it doesn't just give you a generic program, yep, do this 15 minutes of mobility every day. It's actually, okay, well, you need to work on your hips more or you need to work on um, thoracic more or whatever the case is. And your program for the next month is solely based upon your weaknesses. And then you do the test again and then it adjusts mm-hmm. it in the back end and, you know, moves you forward and... Um, now I'll show you guys after this, but you can set it to like, you know, if you go to the gym, for example, you can set it to an eight or 16 minute pre-warm out. You, you say, okay, I'm doing bench press, I'm doing bicep curls, I'm doing leg press or whatever it is that you're doing. And you'll actually plan your warm up based upon the exercise that you're going into. And then the same thing, it will give you your, warm, uh, your cool down based upon what you've done. Um, so you can either set it to that where it's a pre and post workout or... You know, you can set it as just a daily routine which works on your weaknesses. So I think those two are probably the most important thing. Um, And, you know, just not being, like getting back to the nutrition and I guess the routine and that listening to the body, you know, I've gone away from having the strict diets and and the calorie counting and all these different stuff and just, you know, you know when you're, like myself, like, you know when you look in the mirror or you know in yourself if you're feeling unhealthy or you're getting a bit soft around the edges or something like that and you dial it in for a little bit. But then, you know, if the boys want to go for a hit of golf and you want a few beers, then I'm also going to do that. Like, life is about doing the things that interest you. Um, And, you know, I am a strong believer that you can get the best of both worlds from living that, I guess, fit that lifestyle as well as, you know, you know, enjoying the things that you want to do as well. I think that's the same as uh, that body shaming, fat shaming. It's always it's always chick centric, in it. But there's a lot with dudes that are like, I am a fucking fat cunt. Like, yeah. And then going like, I'm never gonna be able to do it, mate. Yeah, that's spot on. Um, so the, any new any is there any like what what vitamins are you sort of thriving on right now? Is there any there's stuff that you take personally that you like this gets me fucking firing yeah no i only take the fit that fuel um it's yep. a good plug but um i don't take any other vitamins like uh i think like if the kids are sick from daycare or school and that the wife has like the probiotics in the in the fridge and all that yep. that i'll we'll, we'll just have them and some just straight vitamin c powder as well that seems to keep any you know the kids sickness that they pick up from school and you know pass it on to us um, but yeah, I usually have uh, one of our energies first thing in the morning upon waking. Um, then I have the 
essential amino acids during the session um, and then the recovery, our, our other formula in there is a sleep formula. So that's magnesium, zinc and B6. You have that before bed and um, yeah, so I usually just um, stick with those three and I don't really try and reinvent the wheel too much apart from that. I used to have like, you know, the liver cleansers and I used to then have these other disgusting drinks because I don't know someone told me that it was good for you and it was like the psyllium husk and the metamucil and the apple cider vinegar and the lemon, fresh lemon, you have that every day and it's meant to cleanse, cleanse your insides. And, you know, I did that for years, like just thinking that that's what, and then you stop doing it, you feel no different and the liver test is still the same. So it's like, I, I just, you know, stick to that, yeah, 80-20 principle and, you know, not, not feel so restricted. And I think the biggest thing is not feel guilty about it either, you know. I, if I'm going to, you know, one of the biggest principles, and this is probably a takeaway for everyone, if I am going to go have a beer in the afternoon or at dinner, they recommend, I think, a litre per 20 kilos of body weight of water per day. So I make sure that I've at least got that minimum amount of water in. So 80 kilos, 4 litres, 100 kilos, 5 litres or whatever. I had to do the math on my fingers and I realised people, <laughs> yeah. people, people are going to look at my fingers and fucking say. <laughs> but um, I just make sure that I've got um, that amount of water in before I start because if the body's hydrated then the effects of what those beers and, and I'm not a big drinker anyway like if I go out for dinner I might have one or two or if I go out to a party you know sometimes I'll even drive you know have two or three you know it like it's um it's not like we go out and get shit faced but um you know it's just one of those things that I sort of take into account and then have a hydration before bed with a couple of um panlo and an anti flam and you're good to go you wake up hangover free and mate Happy days, so. Well, mate, it was it was sick to have you on the show. Where can people find you, your socials, your websites and stuff like that, bro? Yeah, so it's just thefitdadlifestyle.com um, and then the Fit Dad Lifestyle across all the socials, all the podcasts, and that's about it. Fuck, mate, it was really good to have you on the show, mate. Cheers for coming on. Mate, highly appreciate having me. Thanks for that. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks.